Welcome to Old Walls House. It's me. It's your man. It's your main man. It's your host. It's Old Walls, and I'm back. Episode number 37 of Old Walls House. We are back and better than ever, people. Best one yet. I guarantee it. Maybe. For sure. For sure, maybe. Uh, but great show coming your way. Uh, got a lot of, you know, another great week of football to talk about. We got MJ with 60 seconds. He's actually going to kick us off, and we're going to flow right through from that because he had some thoughts on a lot of things I had thoughts on. So he'll kick the show off when we get there. Uh, fights to talk about. My passing thoughts, as always, before we do that. As always, that housekeeping. If you guys could, please comment, subscribe, rate, review, share it with a friend. Tell everybody you know. Old Walsh House is here. So, yeah, so like I said, great show coming. Um, like I said, we're going to start right with MJ, 60 seconds with MJ, uh, and then lead right in from there. He covers on a lot of things I wanted to talk about. Um, so, it's a perfect way to start the show. So, let's get to it. Wally, it's MJ. Hey, uh, great weekend of football, I guess I should say. Um, college games are nuts. NFL yesterday, Sunday was insane i mean i just feel like these first two weeks like these come from behind wins and everything that have just been crazy my cowboys are in the win column at one and one somehow some way that trash ass team um packers got on board for you wally i was glad to see that and i it helped me kind of put a day together with my bets uh, one win yesterday i do have one for tonight that i like i like the tennessee titans plus 10 at the Buffalo Bills, I do like that, especially uh, the first half uh, spread, too, I think is like, I can't remember the exact number. That's my bet for tonight, Tennessee plus 10, and I think the Vikings could handle business as an underdog, but I'm not betting on that one. Everybody have a good night. MJ gone. Let's get back to talking about the NFL because uh, week one, they matched it. Week two, just as crazy. Uh, all the games coming down to the wire in week one, there were games coming down to the wire again in week two. Week two was the week of the comeback. Uh, there are so many comebacks. We're going to kind of touch on a bunch of them later. Uh, we're going to start, though, with the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers. Uh, we've made it through a portion of the panic. We got through week two. We won a game in week two, which is important. Starting 0-2 is not good. I have a stat somewhere in my notes in the next uh, the next little bit here that we're going to talk about that. Um, but got a win. Got on the board. And it was, at times, frustrating to watch. At times, it was awesome to watch. And then it was frustrating again. Then it got nerve-wracking because being the week of the comeback, the, the Packers wanted to participate, apparently. They were trying. And since they were in the lead, it was just allowing the Bears to... Cr- to hang around, just hang around, and then try and creep back in. So, um, just a couple of notes here. Uh, Matt LaFleur, I believe this is correct. 99, 95% sure this is correct. I, I didn't totally double-check it. Pretty sure they said he'd never lost a game to the Bears. That would make him 7-0 and against the Bears now, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Aaron Jones had himself a night. Uh, it, was Aaron, it was Aaron Jones is the real threat on this team. And I think they're gonna the Packers are gonna kind of go how Aaron Jones goes, 
And last night he went well, 15 rushes, 132 yards, and a touchdown, three more receptions, 38 yards there. Uh, good good run game. A.J. Dillon added 61 yards on the ground. Um, I thought uh, I, LeFleur wants to run the ball, I think, so I think he just needs to commit to it because they were having, in a couple different times, they are having a lot of success with the run, and then they went like a three and out without even running the ball one time. Like, I just don't think that's going to be answer. I think they're going to have to pound the rock uh, to be successful. I think this is a team that needs to get out in front and stay out in front because I don't know that they're built to come from behind very well. Um, Alan Lazard was back. Uh, he was not much of a factor. Caught one touchdown. Um, otherwise, I mean, he's two receptions, 13 yards for one touchdown. So, yeah, not much. He caught the touchdown and didn't do anything else. Uh, did organize a hell, a hell of a uh, football uh, touchdown celebration. Of course, that's a football touchdown celebration. Uh, hell of a touchdown celebration. Uh, seems like he was passing around the ayahuasca, uh, and everyone was getting all silly in the end zone after uh, after scoring a touchdown. Silly off the ayahuasca, that is. Uh, mocking uh, quarterback Aaron Rodgers. He seemed to... Uh, Rodgers seemed to be in on it, though, and was uh, right there sucking it down. I uh, don't think anyone would be surprised. Um, but like I said, there were definitely some some frustrating things. There were a couple of fumbles, one being when Aaron uh, when Aaron Rodgers and A.J. Dillon, they kind of just, it was a handoff, and they were going, going the wrong direction, and, you know, Dylan had his arms wrong to receive the the handoff on that side, and Rodgers kind of stuttered one way and not the other, and Dylan did the same. So definitely uh, some confusion in that one. Uh, the other fumble, Christian Watson was going in motion and ran right in front of the uh, right in front of the center as the ball was snapped and, and caused a um, a fumble that way. So uh, that guy doing his best to put himself in the doghouse. So. Yeah, so a couple of sloppy things. Um, defense showed some some weakness to the run again. Uh, not not what you want to see, um, but yeah, definitely showed that they're they're capable of getting gashed up in the running game. Uh, receivers again, not a whole lot. Rogers was efficient. Uh, Rogers stat line nineteen and twenty five, two thirty four, um, two two touchdowns, uh, no interceptions, but did get sacked three times. Uh, not much out of the receivers is the thing. Like Sammy Watkins, who was wearing an undershirt that looks like he could have been playing in 1997. Uh, he he was the leading receiver, three three catches, 93 yards. After that, next leading receiver is Aaron Jones. Um, so, like I said, I think this team's going to go as Aaron Jones goes. He's the he's the stud on the team. Um, this game, obviously, I said this game got close. The huge moment was. Justin Fields almost scores a touchdown, is down on the one-inch line on third down, uh, you know, going out of bounds, knee hits just before the ball touches the pylon. So it's fourth and goal from, you know, the inch line. Uh, They line up in shotgun. They line up in shotgun. I don't know if I hate it or if I respect it. I'm really torn. I really am. I'm really torn on it. Packers end up stuffing it. Judging by the replay... Couldn't overturn it with the replay evidence, but just, you know, just looking at it, you're like, oh, shit, that probably was a touchdown, which would have made it would have made it 24-17, I think. Um, no, that would have made it 27-17. I can't remember. I got to look this up. I can't remember what the scoring, the uh, the order of the scoring was. Um, 
Yeah, that would have made it 24-17. It would have been a one-score game. I thought so. Yeah, so probably should have been a touchdown in all honesty. Uh, the decision to go goal line, uh, go shotgun from the goal line, it, I get. I guess I get it. Like, you know, in the shotgun, he gets to kind of rock back and get a little running motion into it. But it's like, man, you're on the inch line. Just snap it under center and lean forward, and you're, you're fucking there. What are we doing here? Let's not out think. Like, I think sometimes they get too smart. Like, they try and get too smart for their own good. Here's one thing that everybody could get too smart for their own good in. Stop doing inside handoffs out of shotgun. It's the worst fucking play in football. There's nothing I detest more than seeing the quarterback take a snap in shotgun, take a little, like, body turn, hand it off to a standing a running back who's standing still, who then has to go dance around like an idiot trying to hope for a hole as the defense just bears down on him. And yeah, it works every once in a while. So you're going to watch something this weekend. Somebody's going to give an inside handoff, and they're going to bust one for 30. But as many times that as that happens, for every time that happens, for every one time that happens, it's third and goal, and there's a stupid-ass inside handoff, and they get stuffed. I'm done with the inside handoff out of shotgun. Let's just be done with it. Unless it's like a draw. Like, then you're like kind of setting them off and you're like, oh, it's a pass. Oh, no. Run. But if it's just a straight up run, no more inside handoff. I'm begging you. I'm begging you. Specifically Green Bay and Penn State. I'm begging you. If all the other idiots in the world want to run it, let them run it. But, yeah, um, good win for the pack. I mean, a win's a win in the National Football League. Uh, tough one next week, going to Tampa Bay, uh, the 2-0 Buccaneers, Tom Brady, Tampa Bay defense is awesome, turns out, I didn't really realize this, I had Tampa Bay in every single one of my fantasy football leagues, um, that defense is playing some good ball, so that'll be a tough game, um, the, the rest of the league, uh, we start off on Thursday night, Amazon Prime with their first, uh, Thursday night game, thought it went well, uh, you know, I, you know, I talked to some people, they're like, what's this bullshit that football's on Prime? I got to have a Prime subscription. I got to run this. You know, I got to get it hooked up. Somebody told me hooked up. T-Man, come on, be better. Uh, it's an app. Uh, but yeah, football's on Prime. I don't think football on uh, streaming devices and streaming uh, things is going away. I think we're getting more of that. Um, but yeah, Comeback Central. I mean, the biggest one. <clears throat> Sorry, I skipped Thursday night. Uh, Chiefs kind of in a sloppy game end up winning. I ended up falling asleep at like halftime. Uh, it was pretty sloppy, but Chiefs score a couple touchdowns in the second half and and kind of break away with it. I believe the Chargers scored a late one. Uh, the Miami Dolphins, however, on Sunday, whoo I bet on the Ravens, of course, and I'm just sitting there like, oh, yeah, Ravens are safe. We don't got to worry about that one. Then they weren't. Then they weren't. Then they weren't. Then Tua just said, fuck it. We're going to chuck it deep, we're going to chuck it to Waddle, we're going to chuck it to Tyree Kill, and these dudes are just going to run past everybody. And the Baltimore Ravens decided they didn't want to cover them, and, you know, four touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Every time Red Zone kept flipping back to it, I was like, holy shit, every time the, the fucking Dolphins are on the team, of course, you know, every time they're on Red Zone, but, like, they just kept coming. It's like, can you guys stop showing the Dolphins? I know what happens when the team gets on the TV when the Red Zone channel's on. They score. I don't need to see the fucking Dolphins anymore. But I just kept seeing them. I just kept seeing them. Yeah, 28-7 at half, 35-14 going into the fourth, and they score four touchdowns. Uh, Tua, nice little stat line, 469, six TDs. Did have two interceptions. I believe there were a lot of people writing off the uh, the Dolphins at halftime 
Um, the Mike McDaniel honeymoon was over. Tua sucks. He ain't the guy. Uh, well, turns out he might be all right. Turns out Tua might be able to throw a deep ball when you got Tyreek Hill running for it. Um, another team with a nice little comeback. The Jets. Turns out I did bet on the Jets, though. So we we uh, I think that was maybe the only fucking bet I won on Sunday. Uh, they scored two touchdowns after the two-minute warning. I had a buddy uh, in a group chat. Not a buddy. It's MJ. 60 seconds with MJ, my man. Uh, he texted. I believe he had the Browns. He goes, well, Browns minus six and a half are safe now after they scored that uh, their last touchdown. Um, so, yeah, just a brutal beat if you had Browns minus six and a half that the Jets go bang, bang, and straight up win the game. So, uh and the Browns missed a field goal to go, missed the extra point to go up 14, uh, end up losing by one, 31-30. Ouch. Cleveland Browns gonna, gonna be the Cleveland Browns. That's just, uh, what happens. Um, speaking of teams who've, you know, known to suck in the past, the Lions. The Lions were looking hot. How about this stat? Uh, first time they have been a favorite since, uh, November 22nd of 2020. Uh, they lost that game. They actually got beat 20 to nothing in that game. Uh, so sometime in 2020, they were also a favorite. Um, don't know when. Couldn't find that actual stat. But So sometime in 2020 was the last time they won a game as a favorite. They went 2-2 two and two as favorites that year. So uh, the Detroit Lions now 1-1. One uh, at the moment, there are three one and one teams in the NFC North, with the Vikings playing the Eagles tonight. Uh, the Bengals, the Bengals are in trouble. This is this is the zero two stat. So um, they lose to the Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush, as our man MJ um, stated, uh, Cooper Rush led Cowboys. Uh, the Bengals, they, they lay it. This was, this was interesting. They led an eight minute drive in the fourth quarter to tie the game. I believe the stat was when the Cowboys got back on the field, it had been something like 48 minutes since the offense had been on the field. 48, like legit minutes, not, not, you know, game minutes because games are only 60 minutes. That'd be pretty wild. Um, but yeah. And then they ended up leading a, leading a drive down to kick a field goal and win the game. So Bengals, 0-2 now. So 0-2 teams do not do good. 0-2 teams since the NFL-AFL merger in 1970. 400 teams have been 0-2. I think this was at the start of the year. Maybe it was last week. I don't know. This is pretty close to recent. It was in Sporting News. I might still have the article here. Teams that start out 0-2, 400 of them. Yeah, it was yesterday after the game. 400 teams, only 38 have made the playoffs. 38. If you guys want me to do the math, I can help you out there and do that. 400 teams, only 38 have made the playoffs. That's 9%. We have essentially a 9% chance to make the playoffs. Uh, not great. Not a great chance. Um, so, you know. Just uh, keep that in mind. Super Bowl hangover. The Super Bowl loser doesn't misses the playoffs a lot, too. I don't know that stat, but that happens a lot. Uh, Bengals line, still an issue. Uh, Joe Burrow still getting getting harassed. Forgive me. Got to drink some water here, you know. Getting a little parched. 
getting a little parched talking about all these comebacks. Uh, the Falcons, they tried to come back. Uh, Jalen Ramsey with a pick. Falcons were up 28-3, or were down 28-3 and end up, you know, taking it down the last play, essentially. <clears throat> and here, this is, these are the worst all time. These are the worst beats of all time is when this shit happens. The Rams were punting from close to their own end zone. Up six. Line was four and a half. And the smart, prudent play is there's like 20 seconds. You take the snap, you run around, run out of the back of the end zone. Safety, free kick, then you kick it, something that can't get blocked, and you kick it all the way down. And, you know, hopefully they only have like four or five seconds left to chuck something deep. So they do it. That sucks. If you had Rams minus four and a half, and at one point they were up 28 to three in the third quarter. And then you lose your bet because they take a safety on themselves. Those ones are absolutely brutal. I've seen it. Thank God I've never had it been a part of it. I've seen people who've had it happen to them, and it's not fun just to watch. I can't imagine what it feels like. Uh, 49, Trey Lance, out for the season. That's uh, I don't know where to fall on this. Like they, they obviously saw something in Trey Lance and wanted to go to him. They've been trying to trade Jimmy G. Thankfully, they didn't. Jimmy G comes in, looks good. Uh, Geno Smith does not, you know, sling it all over the field on the uh, on the Niners and look look incredible for the Seahawks this week. Uh, Jimmy G leads them to victory. Uh, I mean, are they better off with Jimmy G? Or are they better off with Trey Lance? Like Trey Lance again, they obviously saw something. They wanted to do it. I think they had an offense, you know, a team built around the offense they wanted to run with him. It's just interesting. That, I've always been a guy that's like, you know, if you got a winner, I mean, Jimmy G's, a, he took you to the NFC title game. And they bailed on him. I mean, I guess they really like Trey Lance, but I think they're in a decent spot. I don't think, I mean, if you're going to call it a downgrade, I don't think it's a huge one. I think they're still, an, they're a good team. But, you know, I and Grant, I don't even think you can count the first week because of how disaster, like the weather was a disaster. So, I mean, I don't even think we know anything at all about Trey Lance, to be honest. But it's too bad he got hurt. Would have been cool to see him. And, uh, you know, another, just the crazy game, number 87 in the two weeks of the NFL, the Cardinals and the Raiders. I mean, the Raiders looked good. Who do, who do I have? I had fucking Raiders. I bet the Raiders. And I'm like, oh, geez, these guys are up, what, 21-6 at one point? Next thing you know. Next thing you know, they're not. Then we got Kyler Murray. He's dancing around, running. I think he, I think the announcer said he ran like 86 yards on that play. You guys know the play I'm talking about. It's like first or second and goal. The, the defensive end, I can't think of his name for Oakland, the white dude with all the tats, has got him wrapped up pretty much. Game over. Next thing you know, he squirms out of it. He's running around. There's a pass interference. They get the ball. First and goal from the goal line. They finally get it on in on fourth down. And then somehow they get it. Did I mention that Kyler Murray was running around like Mike Vick back there for Madden 04? Did I say that? I really wanted to say that, and I think I didn't. So, yeah, he's just... He did. He looked like you were Mike Vick on Madden. And you're like, eh, I'm just going to screw around. And, you know, maybe I don't want to score right away. I'll just run around in circles for a while and let people chase me. So then after they score the touchdown, they got to go for two to tie the game. They get a fucking delay a game penalty on him. It doesn't matter. He gets it anyway. 
And then this game almost, this would have been fucking incredible. The dude on the Cardinals who picks up the fumble in overtime almost lets go of the ball before the end zone. Like, it, it was close. They were looking at it, and that dude's looking up at the, you know, the big screen in the stadium. I would have loved to know what was going through that guy's head. Because even though, like, you see it and you're like, oh, it's a touchdown, he's still got to be thinking, oh, shit, oh, shit, what if they call this back? What if they call this back? But, yeah, just just another crazy weekend of the NFL. Uh, you can't beat it, man. Like, it's the best. It's the best sport in the world to watch. There's a reason it's the king. And it's because it's the best. End of story. Uh, this week, Monday Night Football here in just a, you know just an hour or so here, my time as I'm recording. Uh, Titans, doubleheader Monday Night Football. I like this, doubleheader Monday Night Football stuff. At this point, we didn't get it last week, but hey, we're getting it this week. So, uh, Titans plus 10 at the Bills. I like the Titans. Um, famed picker, uh, Daddy, has told me he likes the Titans as well, so... Take that knowledge and do what it with you what you wish. I also uh, not successful uh, in the NFL this year, so again, maybe you want to just fade the shit out of this. He said he liked the Eagles minus two and a half in the second game too. So Vikings Eagles gonna be rooting for the Eagles. Uh, I think we're gonna find out a lot about the Eagles if they're for real or not. Uh, with the I think the Vikings are solid after they you know kicked the shit out of the Packers and definitely rooting for the uh, the Eagles to beat them so that uh, everybody in the NFC North is one and one. So. Um, and you know, then I wrote down here, who's good in the NFL? Who's bad? Like, I don't know yet. I think it's hard to tell. I think, you know, the Buccaneers defense is awesome. Uh, Tom Brady's the goat hard to root against them. They got, I mean, not root against them, but you know, pick against them. They're good. I think the bills are good. The chiefs are still good. Uh, I think the chargers are solid Raiders. I mean, you thought they'd be more, they're owing two. Um, the tight, uh, the Colts, not good. I kind of am starting to think, uh, the Jets may be good. I don't know. I mean, there's only two Owen two teams in the league. It's the Bengals and the Raiders. Not who you would have picked at the start of the year. I don't think not who you would have picked at the start of the year. I think both the, uh, yeah, the Titans are one. No, the Titans are on one. So this is a big game for Tennessee. I think they cover that 10. Um, I think they're better than an 0-2 team. Vikings and Eagles both 1-0. So, uh, are the Eagles good? I, I think there's. I think we're going to know a lot more by like week four. I don't think that's some, you know, magical announcement. But I just think with how crazy the league's been, I think there's a couple teams we know are good. Um, but then after that, I think there's a lot we still got to find out. So, uh, I will toss in the, the Monday night recap, uh, you know, before the show goes out. So, Until then, that's all we got for the NFL. The Monday Night Football Addendum coming your way. Uh, We got uh, a couple of blowouts uh, on Monday night. The Buffalo Bills just absolutely boat raced the Tennessee Titans 41-7. They score 24 in the third. Uh, Titans uh, scored to tie it halfway through the first quarter, and then it was just all Buffalo from there. Um, Uh, Josh Allen, another great game, 317, four TDs, Stefan Diggs, uh, nice fantasy night for Stefan Diggs, uh, 12 receptions, 148 yards, three touchdowns, uh, so he uh, he had a nice game, uh, the Titans, uh, not good, not good, 
117 yards passing. They went to Malik Willis at one point. Uh, Derrick Henry, 13 attempts, only 25 rush yards. Not a not a great night for him. And the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, um, are they good? Because the Bills are good. I think we're we're settled on that. We uh, we have decided the Buffalo Bills are good at football this year. Um, are the Eagles good? They looked good in the first half against the Lions, and then they didn't in the second half. We said, ooh, that was the Lions. Maybe they're not good. Well, Lions looked all right this week. Maybe the Eagles are good 24-7. Putting it on the, uh, putting it on the, the, the Vikings. So uh, Jalen Hurts had a nice game, 333 yards in the air. I believe he had some running yards as well. Didn't watch a lot of either of these games. They were kind of such a blowout. Um Oh yeah, two touchdowns running for Hertz. Um, so yeah, just uh, just a couple of blowouts on Monday night. I do like the two the two Monday night games. Um, I know that, I don't think that that happens again this year, but I thought it was kind of cool. So, um, Daddy, uh, the famed picker Nick Daddy Place uh, did split those games. He said I'd like the Titans plus ten and the Eagles minus two and a half. So uh, hey, maybe Daddy's uh, finding his stride. Um. I'll throw my fantasy football update in here. Went three and one on the week. Well, let me see what this dynasty league I'm in, how I did in that. Four and one. Four and one. I won that one. So four and one. Um, the only one I lost uh, is one I don't have money invested into. So if there's one to lose, that's a nice one. Had some big weeks in a couple of leagues. Um, two and oh, and, and three in, you know, my three biggest money leagues, which is, you know, the best thing you could ask for. So uh, we'll be looking to uh, extend that next week. So um, a lot of good matchups coming up. Obviously, the Packers uh, going to be heading down to Tampa Bay. Big game for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, other games to kind of keep an eye on. Let's start with uh, Thursday night. Pittsburgh and Cleveland, you know, that should be interesting. Um, should be a, an interesting game there. See what uh, those two teams can do. Two teams in kind of an interesting spot. Uh, Sunday night, 49ers at Broncos. Uh, Monday night, Cowboys-Giants. Uh, a good one in uh, the late slate on Sunday is the Rams at the Cardinals. What else we got here? Titans-Raiders, two teams, both 0-2. Where do they go from there? Uh, Bills head down to Miami. Interested to see how they can handle the, the weather. Uh, can the Bengals get on the board against the Jets? Um, Eagles at the Commanders. Uh, see if the Eagles can keep this going. Uh, Chiefs at the Colts. The Colts stink, so the Chiefs should be able to run that one up. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's most. Ooh, Ravens-Patriots. What uh, can the Ravens bounce back? So, yeah, another good slate of games, as always, in the NFL. And, uh, you know, we'll be uh, looking forward to it and getting back to those next week. Let's move over to the college ranks uh, and the football field, the gridiron. Uh, let's catch up with uh, Clarkie's Corner. Uh, last week, he got uh, Miami of Ohio plus 21.5. That's a cover for there. Uh, BYU, uh, he had BYU plus 3.5 against Oregon. That's a loss. Uh, Pitt minus 10, Western Michigan, that was a win. And he had UCF minus 9.5 against Florida Atlantic. Also a win. So 3-1 and one on the week for Clarkie. Uh, I tailed him on all of them. Clarky moves to eight six and one on the year. I am nine four and one. Uh, this week he likes. This week he likes Louisville minus thirteen at USF. He likes UNC plus one against Notre Dame. He likes Georgia Tech plus eighteen versus UCF. A lot of UCF included in Clarky's cards. 
Um, and then he likes Kansas State plus 13 against Oklahoma. Uh, this week, I am going to disagree on two picks. Two picks. I'm going to go with Notre Dame. They have to win. Uh, I think that's just, you know, it's just it's a must win. They can't lose. Uh, can't start 0-3 for their new guy. Um, and I like Oklahoma to cover that 13. I was kind of impressed by them uh, this past weekend when they beat uh, Nebraska. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to ride against him on two occasions. Two occasions. Uh, going with Notre Dame, I'm taking them to beat UNC, and I also am going to take Oklahoma. I uh, just want to double-check that I do have that right, that it's Oklahoma. Yes, correct, Oklahoma. Yep, I'm taking Oklahoma. That's a night game in Norman. Uh, give me Oklahoma, so I'm going to differ there. Um, yeah, so on to the week. Um, I think I said this last week, but I'm going to say it again. Pat McAfee has been a fantastic addition. Um, I'm an idiot because I wrote a fantastic edition in my notes. Uh, fantastic addition to uh, game day. It's taken a probably, I think, the best college football morning show and making it better. Uh, great chemistry with the other guys. Just brings a different thing to it. Makes it more fun. I loved it. He was great with Luke Combs. Luke Combs was a great guest picker. Uh, I think some of the guest pickers you can get on there just aren't very good, and you can tell that they don't really care about college football or watch college football or have any sort of following. They're just kind of there because, you know, it's some sort of PR deal. Uh, Luke Combs obviously liked it. Obviously way into App State, his alma mater, flew down from Wisconsin and then was flying back to Wisconsin that day. So uh, that he was great. Uh, the part where McAfee gets the whole crowd singing – Long neck, ice cold beer never broke my heart. I liked it. I thought it was great. Great, great moment. Um, over to a team that has broken my heart plenty of times, but not this week. You know why they didn't break my heart this week? You know why the Penn State Nittany Lions didn't break my heart? Because it just means more in the SEC. It just means more. It just means more to the SEC, especially when Auburn gets their ass kicked, 42-14. to 14. It just means more to the SEC. Ugh. Yeah, so uh, Penn State, uh, they uh, apparently own Auburn, uh, beat them last year in Happy Valley, and then just laid an absolute shit-kicking to them uh, this weekend. Um, Penn State defense looked solid. Run game looked good. Uh, Singleton, 124 yards. Allen tacked in another 52. Nice little one-two punch. Uh, Clifford was efficient, you know, 14 and 19, just 178 yards, but didn't turn it over. Um, I think the catch here is that, uh, Auburn just might be bad. Like as fun as it is to, to rat, you know, just to, you know, razz on them. I just don't know if they're that good of a team. It's a good win going down into the sec and getting a win. Like I, I like to pick on the sec. Like it is the best conference for a reason, but like, Going down there and getting wins great, but I just don't know if Auburn's any good. I don't know how many wins Auburn's going to get in the SEC. Um, so, uh, good win, going to take it. Uh, schedules, you know, got still a couple of easy games left. Central Michigan this coming week, Northwestern the following, um, then a bye, and then the real stuff happens. So, uh, Penn State's up to 14. couple more wins. Uh, you know, against Central Michigan, Northwestern, they may sneak up around 10, uh, you know, maybe up to the bottom of the top 10. 
And then, you know, that game against Michigan could be a, a pretty big game. Uh, and that's where they find out if they're for real or not. They go Michigan at Michigan versus Minnesota at home versus Ohio State at home. Like, that's – those are the big boys. You know, you can beat up maybe a down Auburn team or Purdue or Central Michigan or Northwestern. You're going to find it out about yourself when Michigan and Ohio State, when you got to go play those guys. So – uh, just some other things. Uh, how fucking good is Georgia? Like, I watched that game. They were given 24. Took that. Did much better in college football. Probably because I don't make the picks. That's why. Um, Georgia just drubs South Carolina. 24. Never in question. Talk about a line that was n- never in question in reality. Uh, I wondered if it was in question when Nebraska scored the first touchdown. I was like, oh, Jesus, we're going to get boat raced here. Uh, turns out, no. Turns out, no. Uh, Oklahoma giving Nebraska 10 was an absolute fucking joke. They should have been giving them about 40. Nebraska's terrible. Oklahoma just ran over them. Somehow, Nebraska continues to pack that stadium, though. I mean, I guess what else are you going to do in fucking Nebraska? But, man, packing that stadium, just go watch them just get shit kicked. So, uh, those are the two two other thoughts I had in college football. Um, next week, you know, like I said, Penn State, Central Michigan, that's an early game, so get that way out, get that out of the way early. Hopefully it's a win and then move on or it can, you know, ruin my day at noon. Uh, and then, uh, Clemson and Wake Forest, that's uh five and 21 Florida and Tennessee turning the clocks back a little bit to when those two ruled the SEC, they got a good matchup. Florida's number 20, Tennessee's number 11. And uh, another SEC matchup, Arkansas and Texas A&M. So a uh, couple, uh, couple of good games to look forward to in the uh, the college football slate. To the fights. Let's talk about the fights this weekend. Um, Triple G and Canelo, number three, was a little disappointing. Um, it wasn't, I mean, the, the last half of the fight was okay. Uh, the, first, the first half, pretty boring. Um, dec- I will say this, decent card. Like, the, the couple undercard fights uh, produced some decent, like, action and back-and-forth stuff. So, wasn't, you know, as bad as some, you know, boxing cards are. Um, but, yeah, in the main event, uh, kind of a dud, to be honest. Triple G, uh, he looked old. Like, you get old fast in fight sports, uh, boxing, UFC, you know, everything else. Um, yeah, he looked he looked old fast. Uh, he kind of looked old in his last fight back in April, but looked good coming home. Um, a little bit of the same this this fight. He just couldn't do anything for the first six or seven rounds. Um, on my scorecard, I wrote in the eighth round, best round since round one. Um, and then, you know, he had some success going at the tail end. Uh, but, yeah, just was retreating from everything Canelo threw at him in the first half of the fight, which is so uncharacteristic for Triple G. Uh, usually he'll walk through a punch to give one. And as soon as Canelo let something go, he was, and to his credit, he wasn't really getting hit hard by a lot of his stuff. He was kind of, you know, rolling with it, getting back out of the way. They were more glancing shots, you know, blocking them. Um, obviously he got hit by stuff. Canelo outlanded him 130 to 120 in the fight. But it wasn't like he was getting pummeled, but he just, it, it was like he couldn't pull the trigger. And that's kind of something that happens to old fighters is, they can see it, but they can't do it. They just can't pull the trigger. They know their opportunity's there, but they can't bring themselves to do it because they they know something's coming back and they're not they're not ready for it. Um, and, and that's what I saw. And you know, 
it's disappointing because I was hoping that after you know the the tail end of that Ryota Murata fight that he showed some life and he could do the same Canelo and kind of push him a little bit. As I had said last week, I always thought Canelo was going to win, but I, I was hopeful. I was hopeful we'd get something, and we just didn't. Um, and like I said, from the eighth round on, he was better. Uh, it, what this fight reminded me of was uh, Manny Pacquiao and Yordanas Ugas. Uh, Pacquiao, obviously a better fighter than Triple G, and Ugas not as good as Canelo, I don't think, but uh, same kind of thing. Like you saw, you saw that Manny Pacquiao kind of wanted to do stuff and had his opportunities to do stuff. He just, he just couldn't, couldn't get it going. Um, and, and same thing for Triple G. You saw the moments, you saw the openings where you know Triple G a three years ago would have done something with it. Um, he he didn't look as good at 168. You know his body, he didn't look as cut up. He looked a little softer. Uh, I thought he'd fill out more and be you know bigger and stronger and. Uh, you know, I don't know if that wasn't the case, but he didn't look good. Uh, the speed wasn't there. The you know he used to throw a ton of punches. He didn't throw as many punches. So um, it, it sucked. It sucked. As a Triple G fan, I was rooting for the dude, and um, I, I'm keeping score. And I'd given you know the first seven rounds. I, I possibly could have given Triple G round one, but then I gave the next six to Canelo. I was like, what am I even doing? Like, why am I even keeping score? Kept doing it, thankfully, because. The scorecards were fucking something. Um, Before we jump to the scorecard discussion, because it's necessary to always have a fucking scorecard discussion when you're talking about boxing, uh, Canelo wasn't that impressive, I didn't think. Uh, There have been rumors that his left hand was banged up, but I don't know. I I wasn't in, like, I don't feel like Canelo went out there and, like, just totally embarrassed Triple G, like, with that performance, Canelo should have walked circles around him, I feel like. I, I don't know. I just wasn't impressed with what Canelo did. Obviously, he won the fight. I don't I don't think there's any discussion in any other direction, and we're going to get to that with the scorecards. But, like, I wasn't impressed with how Canelo did it. It it, it just didn't impress me. I wasn't like, I was, I was almost like, man, this is all he's got? And, hey, Maybe some, and sometimes that's the way it is. You play to the level of your competition, and that's all you need to do. You just gotta, you just gotta win the fight, no matter what. And hey, he won the fight. He won the fight going away, uh, despite again, despite the, what the scorecards say. He won this fight. He was the clear winner. It wasn't close. It, it may have tightened up a smidge at the end, but it was not close. Um, so. So yeah, let's uh, let's get to this scorecard stuff. So unanimous decision, uh, one card for one one card for Canelo one sixteen one twelve, then two other cards one fifteen to one thirteen, which means the one sixteen one twelve saw it eight rounds to four, the one fifteen one thirteens they saw it seven rounds to five, which means if one of the rounds flipped on each of those cards, there would have been another draw in this fight. Another draw, which is absolute absurdity. Um, so the two uh, gentlemen, Steve Weisfeld, who gets talked about like he's the greatest judge in the sport, and David Sutherland, they go 115-113. Uh, and Dave Moretti, uh, another guy who was talked about like he's the greatest judge in the sport, uh, goes 116-112. 115-113 is pretty bad. 116-112, I think you can get away with. Um I had it on mine like 117, 111, 116, 112, depending on how you give a couple rounds. I could also get it up to 118, 110. 
I think there's a couple rounds that G gets for sure. I thought 11 and 9 uh, were his rounds. And now people are like, how does this happen? How do you get cards so bad when the consensus is somewhere around? I mean, there were cards going as much as saying 119, 109. There are people that said 120, 108. I think they're wrong. I think 119, 109 is too much. I can get behind 118, 117, and 116. Uh, outside of that, I, I, you're too far to the fringe. Um, but, like, you ask, how do you get there? So, I thought the first round was a toss-up. Uh, nobody did, or, sorry, um, both Weisfeld and Sutherland agreed with me and gave the first round to Triple G. I didn't think, I thought Canelo landed a couple of punches. I think he landed, like, one or two punches more. But I thought they were kind of wingy. And so, the first round, there's one. Two through seven are, I don't even know where they came up with, you know, there's a winning round in there. Uh, even even uh, Dave Moretti saw it, 116-112. He gives them round six. Uh, that was wild to me. Uh, even, like, even Weisfeld didn't give him anything between two and eight. And same thing for Sutherland. So that was interesting. But then what they do is, from round eight on, on the 115-113 cards, uh, Triple G wins four of the last five rounds. Uh, the ninth and tenth, the eighth and ninth, uh, sorry, the ninth and tenth are flipped around. And mind-blowing to me that Steve Weisfeld gives the ninth to Canelo because I thought that was the clearest round. So what happens is, because the fight was so one-sided from rounds two through seven, in my opinion, you get to round eight, and I write down Triple G's best round in round eight. I still give the round to Canelo. But so now you've just seen Triple G look better. I thought the ninth was just a flat-out better round. But now you're going 10, 11, 12. And I put a couple question marks. I put a question mark on round 10. I was like, that could have been Triple G's. It's like the expectations are lowered so much that when you start to see them do anything good, you're like, maybe that was their round. And I don't know. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe the guys started feeling bad for Triple G because they hosed them so bad in the first fight and probably hosed them in the second. Um, but I don't know. So those are bad cards, but I see how it happens. Because now you're at 115, 113. They've given them the first. So the first is gone. Just bang. There's one. Now they're giving them four last five. I gave Triple G two of the last five and question marked maybe getting the 12th. If I give them the 12th, it's 116, 112 on my card. Then you just got to find one more. So it's tough. It's tough when you do the scoring the way they do. But goddamn, what a travesty that would have been if they fucked that card up too. But yeah, I don't know what they do next. Uh, Canelo wants Dimitri Bivol again. I don't know, man. If that's the Canelo you see against Dimitri Bivol, it's going to be more of the same from the last time they fought. Bivol's going to just jab the shit out of him, one twos right down the middle, and he's not going to go fuck around on the ropes with Canelo like he wants. So. I just don't see the I don't see his path to victory against Dimitri Bivol if that's what he wants. There's good options at 68 for him. Um, David Benavidez, Jamal Charlos talked about going up to 68 to fight him. I don't even know what his status is. Like, there's options for him. Um, I just don't think I just don't think he's gonna beat Dimitri Bivol. And I don't know. What I'm worried about is that he goes back and runs in the rematch with Dimitri Bivol, and then we get some fucked up card in that one. And now it's one-to-one. We got to have, you know, so 
Uh, yeah, I mean, and they tried to fuck him in the last time. Like, people beat the shit out of him. That fight was 117, 111, something in that range, and it was, you know, right down to the wire, 115, 113. So, uh, Triple G, he says he's not done. I don't know, man. I mean, if he's going to go fight Jamal Charlo at 160, I mean, he's still got three belts there. I just don't, I don't know what he's doing. Maybe he goes and just fights his mandatories for the next couple of years. You know, some lower level guys does a little tour around the world. But yeah, that was not good. Not good what I saw out of him. Like I said, he got old fast and it kind of, it kind of sucked to watch, but that's, a, that's how it was. Um, UFC uh, had that on during the prelims of the boxing on the other TV. Uh, Corey Sandhagen beat Song Yudong. Big win for Sandhagen. Was ranked fourth going into the event uh, in his weight division. Uh, they He opened up a cut on Song Yudong, which is, by the way, an incredible name, Song Yudong. A cut over his eye that was pouring blood. I was watching the box, and I looked back over, and there's just blood. And I mean, like, from the clinches, Sandhagen had blood all over his back. I mean, so much blood. So that was a, uh, that was a pretty wild one. Uh, but a good win for Corey Sandhagen there. So um, plenty of stuff coming up. A couple of boxing notes. Uh, Anthony uh, Anthony Joshua has apparently accepted Tyson Fury's offer. They got a lot of work to do. Um, but the big one, apparently both sides have agreed to all like material terms and stuff like that. Errol Spence Jr., Bud Crawford, uh, pencil it in for November 19th. I say uh, pencil, pencil. Not pen, pencil. But apparently they've agreed to everything. They've agreed the revenue splits and all the you know all the main stuff. They're just going through the minutia of it to get it signed. Uh, I'll believe that one. You know, like fight week when they're when they do some you know promotion for it. Um, and if they miss the boat on this one, what a what a fucking disaster. So, all right, plenty of UFC and uh, more boxing coming up here uh, in the near future that we'll be back to cover. Let's bring it home with some passing thoughts. Uh, so first one, first one here. You know you're in trouble if you get into an Uber and your Uber driver goes, oh, I got a shortcut to get us there. I'm not going to pay attention to the directions. You're fucked. You're fucked. Your ride just got five to ten minutes longer, depending on how, how long of a ride it was to begin with, and you just had to pay an extra ten bucks for the extra time that he spends fucking around, driving around in circles. Because that's what happened to me. I'm in an Uber, and the dude tells me, oh, I've got a shortcut. I know a better way to get here. I'm not going to listen to the GPS. I'm like, first of all, why are you telling me this? Second of all, if you're going to do it, at least pay attention. Homeboy, we're driving. And at one point, he's like, oh, I missed the turn. We got so into this conversation we've been having. And I was like, I don't know if we've been having that interesting of a conversation. He's like, ah, shortcut's not going to be any shorter now. I was like, of course it's not. So I look at the, uh, I look at the like the receipt, and it's like, oh, extra drive time, this much, extra you know mileage, this much. I was like, son of a bitch. I am glad that I wasn't the one paying for it, and that it was on my work card because I would have been pissed. Like, the dude, just like randomly is like, ah, fuck it, we're gonna go somewhere else. It's like you gotta be kidding me. Like, how is that okay? Um, so, uh, also, also news, I talked about GoldenEye, uh, 25th anniversary, uh, a couple weeks back, uh, GoldenEye is coming back to Xbox, uh, Game Pass, uh, remastered version, 
uh, making it for dual uh, joystick use, and also coming to Nintendo Switch. Uh, no online version for Xbox. I don't know if there is for a Switch or not, uh, but that's pretty cool that GoldenEye is coming back. As I mentioned, one of the greatest games ever. Like You probably don't get any of the cool first-person shooter games uh, that we have without GoldenEye. Um, saw a pretty cool uh, meme or whatever. I, I mean, it's a little thing. WWE. The, the ending is, I think, the WWE Attitude Era has storyline-wise just had a satisfying conclusion. And it goes, Stone Cold Steve Austin is retired on a ranch with a beer company. D-Generation X is literally running the WWE. The Rock is the most electrifying man in Hollywood. Mick Foley is just being a dude. Kurt Angle is a role model. Kane was finally buried by cancel culture and laid the rest. We can argue that one. Uh, Chris Jericho is out there being a rock star and a brat, still and still a brat willingly. Undertaker rode off into the sunset, and Vince McMahon is forever disgraced. I just thought that was really funny. Uh, I think any uh, fellow WWE fans would uh, would find some good uh, good laughs in that. Um, uh, another thing I saw, uh, apparently some company named Gravity Industries is making jetpacks that like are available to the public to buy. Jetpacks? Do we really need jetpacks? I don't know if this is a safe decision for people in the world to be getting jetpacks. I mean, thankfully, they're probably so expensive that nobody can afford them. But there's going to, I mean, shit, maybe there's a day where we're all just cruising around in jetpacks. Back to the future style. I don't know. Maybe maybe jetpacks aren't the greatest idea. Maybe maybe they are. Who knows? Um, oh, Elton John, he's getting, I think he's out on his like retirement tour. I wonder if this is like his first or like his fifth retirement tour. But I heard his uh, The Tiny Dancer remix with Britney Spears. My dude's maximizing it all. He's got that. He's got like that Cold Heart song with somebody else. He knows what he's doing. He's like, I'm going to put out all these songs on like the pop radio with like the young people. And just get all this extra pub for my uh, my going away tour. Love it. Actually, I enjoy the song. Uh, it's funny that I was talking about Tiny Dancer. Probably because I heard the actual Tiny Dancer on the radio. Because they're probably pumping it out now that this song's going. Um, so yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It's uh, it's interesting. It's interesting. I mean, it's got nothing on the original, but who knows? Maybe I'm uh, maybe I'm just getting old, and I'm just like I'm just finding the uh, the pop and the kids what the kids are into interesting now. Who knows? Um, here's just a fun little Michael Jordan stat I came across as well. Um, in a 32 month span. Uh, won three championships, three scoring titles, named NBA MVP twice, named Finals MVP three times, and NBA All Defensive Team first team three times as well. And the kicker missed zero games. So just a cool little stat. I think it was Super Seventy Sports uh, retweeted this, and they're a great account because I think they said, and it's bullshit. He should have won three MVPs too. So you know, just a little MJ stat for you. Uh, always good to get that. Uh, did some traveling for work, uh, recently flights went well, no complaints. They, they went so well. I was in, I was upgraded to first class, uh, in one flight out and one flight back. Uh, first class is nice. Gotta like the extra leg room. Y'all tell you what though, when you fly Delta, they give you these like fancy treats, but in the fancy treat thing, there's none of the Biscoff cookies. Like that's the best part. The only downside to flying first class is that you don't get no Biscoff cookies. 
Other than that, it's fantastic. You know, you get a nice little beverage. Have one of those with you. Might have ate sushi as fast as I've ever eaten anything in my life. I grabbed some sushi on my stop in Detroit. Uh, I had about 30 minutes from, you know, gate to gate and boarding. Uh, but, yeah, just crammed down a couple of sushi rolls. Uh, but, yeah, first class. First class is great. Wish you, you know, wish you could get more of that. Uh, what else we got? Haven't caught up um, totally with uh with house of the dragon yet i'm still i haven't seen the most recent episode haven't seen the most recent episode but the one before it i won't say anything no spoilers here i mean this might be a spoiler this might be this might be so you know shield your ears for the next 30 to 40 seconds um if you're still haven't seen episode four shielded you good you good okay um yeah they went all game of thrones style like i was like they hadn't really done it yet. They hadn't done the really creepy shit. And then they did it. Uh, so yeah, House of the Dragon, officially in the Game of Thrones family, uh, in my book. Um, I've enjoyed the shit out of this show. I thought that last episode was really good. Um, I thought the episode before that was really good. I thought the first two set stuff up nice as well. Uh, so yeah, I'm enjoying it. Um, I know, uh, I again, I haven't seen the most recent one. I know the time jump's coming up. But, you know, we're getting into the middle of the season. I think 10, 10 episodes again. So we're getting into it where stuff really starts to happen typically. Um, so I'm very excited. Uh, hopefully the roommate and I can catch up and uh, get caught up on it and get back uh, back to the, the most recent apps. Because, um, like I said, I'm really enjoying it. I, I, I hope they hope they do it well. I thought I saw something that uh, George R. R. Martin has still, like, no plans to finish. What is it? The Winds of Winter? You know, and then there's one more book after that, I think. Homeboy is just like, I'm done. I'm just going to make TV shows from now on and then complain about how they end if I don't like it. Um, but, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Um, what else did I have to say? Didn't have a ton more. A uh, couple of golf things. Uh, Danny Willett three-putted from four feet to lose a golf tournament. Uh, had a putt to win from four feet. Had a putt to tie. And then he missed both of those. Uh, I believe Max Homa chipped in on the same on the 18th to to take the victory. Uh, I think nobody has won more like regulation events than Max Homa since the start of 2021. Uh, Max Homa will be in action this week on something I can't believe I'm actually like pretty interested in to see. We'll see how long this lasts, but I'm interested to watch a little bit of the press cup. I don't know why. I think the U.S. is going to slaughter him, but you know I like the guys on the U.S. team. And I don't know, I'm interested to watch a little golf. Uh, you know, team golf format's always fun, like real team golf format. Um, so, yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be interested to watch. I don't know how long I'm going to be interested to watch. Like, I can't imagine myself watching on Sunday, like during the NFL games. Like, I don't see that happening. I don't even know if I'll watch on Saturday, like when college games are going on. But, like, something on in the background on Thursday and Friday while I'm working, you know, glance over at, eh, that, that could do it for me. That could do it. And let's leave you with this one. Let's leave you with this. There's a guy, Chakra Kawatamai, who plays on the Live Tour. And I had somebody text me this. They go, do you think this dude's ever gotten drunk enough that he forgot how to spell his own name? And I lost it when I read the text. I thought it was so funny. And that same person texted me. He goes, I once... Was so drunk I forgot my pin. So this dude, that's four digits. And this dude's got a name that's 27 digits long. 
And so I was thinking, I'm like, man, my, my last name's pretty long. Um, but I've never forgotten how to spell my last name, I don't think. But I'll tell you what did happen to me once. I had moved from my hometown to Washington, D.C., Washington, D.C. area for about a year. And then I uh, I moved back to my hometown. And, you know, night before Thanksgiving, everybody's out and on the town. <clears throat> and this dude asked me what I did. And I don't remember this. I get just smashed. And I see him the next day. And he's like, oh, when are you heading back? I'm like, heading back where? He's like, oh, back down to the D.C. area. I'm like, I'm not. I live up here. He's like, oh, dude, last night you told me you were still living down there and you were doing this job. I, I had gotten so drunk I had forgotten the last three months of my life, apparently. I'd been I'd been living back in my hotel for like three months, and I just completely forgot about it and told this dude I was still living in the Washington, D.C. area. So uh, if I can do that and someone can can forget their uh, their pin to their bank account, I'm guessing Chakra Kwatamatame might be able to forget his name. So, all right, everybody, that's all I got. Let's go wrap this thing up. Closing time, everybody. Let's get this thing wrapped up and close up the shop. Um, thank you guys as always. So thank you so much. I appreciate the support. Uh, can't say it enough. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we will be back next week. Obviously football keeps rolling the NFL college. It's uh, if it's anything like the first two weeks, it's going to be another great week coming up. So I will be back to talk about that. You'll get whatever else comes to my mind next week as usual. Uh, so again, everybody, thank you so much. Look forward to seeing you next week till then. Peace.